This podcast was recorded before we found out about the COVID-19 impact on the Tennessee Titans and the ripple effect throughout the league. There was no odds on this podcast that had an effect by that. Now, enjoy the podcast. Welcome, everybody, to the Bavada at Odds podcast. My name is Seth Everett. The head odds maker of Bavada Sportsbook is Patrick Morrow. Patrick, week three in the NFL, how'd you guys do? You know what? We took a bit of a bath again, but not as bad as last week, so that's okay. Uh, we're going to look at that as a small positive. But uh, otherwise, yeah, second straight winning week for the betters, and that included uh, the Kansas City Chiefs' absolute beatdown of the Baltimore Ravens on Monday night. That line was getting smaller and smaller as time went on. Looking ahead now to week four, we have to start with the Thursday night game because it's an 0-3 against an 0-3. And literally, I think a coach's job is going to fall based on whoever loses this. Denver on the road giving two and a half at the Jets. I, yep. Look, I cover the Jets. I know how bad they are. But oh my goodness, really? They can't even get a home push? Yeah, Broncos, Jets, both winless. Uh, classic movable force versus a stoppable object. Uh, yeah, it's it really, uh, you know, we had Jaguars, uh, Dolphins last week, Broncos, Jets uh, Thursday night. The NFL had mentioned that they were going to, you know, try and, you know, beef up these Thursday night games a little bit, but we may have to wait until later in the year for it. Yeah, as currently stands, uh, the Broncos, we actually just moved them up to three this morning. Uh, boatload of money on them. So even winless, the Broncos are taking about 85% of all bets so far. So as much as there's not much faith uh, in the Broncos start to the season, there's certainly a lot more in the faith over the hapless Jets uh, who have just looked both uh, terrible on both sides. and don't have injuries to blame at the very least like the Broncos do. I would disagree with that just because they're without their top three receivers, two of their offensive linemen and Le'Veon Bell. They're pretty banged up as well. Yeah, I, I guess, uh, you know, as impactful as a QB uh, should be, uh, the Jets still do have Sam Darnold under center, although if, if, he's, if he's throwing to the opposing team as much as he is, uh, you know, he might be a more liability than an average starter is at this point. All right, let's take a look at the rest of the weekend and some of the lines, some of the closer games uh, that we have. Um, Seattle giving six and a half at Miami. Uh, Seattle showing to be NFL elite. And Russell Wilson really... What are the futures odds on Russell Wilson winning the MVP over at Bavada? Right. So any, any conversation about the Seattle Seahawks would be remiss without talking about uh, how explosive Russell Wilson has been so far. Uh, you know, there, there's been this idea that, uh, you know, they finally, uh, you know, taken uh, the restrictions off Russell and really just let him go out there and zing it. And uh, the, the stats have been unreal. You know, he's, he's been that QB that they, he's always been when, uh, you know, the Seahawks have needed to pass the ball. So why not let him sling around as, uh, you know, fancy free as he has been? And currently he is the plus 375 favorite to win the Offensive Player of the Year and 2-1 to one to be the MVP at Bavada right now. Both of them the favorite with uh, Patrick Mahomes uh, just behind him. As, I know. I was just thinking of uh, that, that last night, uh, Monday Night Football, his mom uh, had to tweet out there. And it made me chuckle because my wife does the same thing. I'm a pretty casual guy. You can call me Patrick. You can call me Pat. Just don't call me late for dinner. But she gets furious if anyone refers to me as Pat. So I, I had to appreciate that last night. Uh, you know, our mothers called us Patrick for a reason. So we have to respect that. <laughs> well, the dad, uh, Patrick Mahomes' dad, I knew him, Pat Mahomes, 
And that's where I think the difference is. They named him Patrick and Pat Mahomes pitched in the major leagues. Patrick Mahomes plays in the NFL. And they, that's where the line of distinction, I, I think from, from knowing that family, because, you know, Pat Mahomes was on the Minnesota twins and, you know, we, we have so many mutual friends, Latroy Hawkins and, and, and uh, uh, Tory Hunter, Jock Jones and all those guys. And uh, they always t- called him Pat Mahomes. And now you never hear Pat Mahomes. It's always Patrick. Ah, well, there you go. Well, there's only one Pat Morrow. There's no legacy uh, being protected <laughs> here or, or one different in here but uh, yeah for whatever reason my wife's always been very protective about that and i've, I've always found that very sweet <laughs> that's very funny that's good what about two teams that are on the verge of being contenders the las vegas raiders off to a hot start buffalo buffalo's on the road again without fans i don't know how big the road actually is minus two at las vegas yeah, and, that, and, that, and that's a really good point. Uh, you know, the, the Raiders, really decent starts of the year, although they obviously faltered uh, against the Patriots. Looked good through, uh, you know, three quarters of that game. Uh, Got to question that field goal uh, attempt in the fourth quarter by Gruden. But you know what? The, the Raiders have looked good. I'm surprised that the Bills, uh, you know, that game against the Rams uh, really did. Uh, okay, we're kind of taking them seriously now. They were a preseason favorite at Bovada to win uh, the AFC East uh, with the Patriots slightly behind them. And they've looked good. They, I mean, they've looked better than good offensively. Uh, you know, that, that Diggs addition, I think we talked about this last week, where going into week three, Diggs had had uh, more receiving yards than everyone else on the Vikings combined. And boy, does that show. But I mean, the maturation of Josh Allen, you know, can't be stated enough. Uh, some of the moves he's making out of the pocket, the kind of uh, – improv that he was able to show on a couple third downs to keep drives alive receivers getting open that offense is for real and that's I think that's a very cool thing I I really thought that the bills were going to take a step back this year uh, in the classic way that a team barely makes it to the playoffs they get a tougher schedule and uh, you know watch out Uh, it's very difficult to recreate that the NFL does a really good job of you know balancing those teams out that punch above their weight but as it currently stands the bills they look great. So yeah, we have them as two and a half point favorites. They're taking 65% of the bets at Bovada. And I, I think it's weird to think of a Bills Raiders being a really good game on Sunday, but I'm looking forward to it this week. Yeah, there's no, no question about it. Um, then you have some bigger lines, Kansas City minus seven hosting New England. Uh, the Chiefs look unbeatable, but I would think New England, they, they're, they're pretty good. And also the, the Rams, an 11 and a half point favorite over the Giants. Yeah, that Chiefs-Patriots one is interesting, sticking right on that hard seven. Uh, you know, the, the Patriots, they, they figured it out against the Raiders. I still think there's this idea that, uh, you know, that offense, uh, you know, who are they going to be week from week? And I, I think that's a difficult thing for not just the Patriots, but for opposing defenses to uh, try and game plan for. Cam Newton is still evolving in that position. Josh McDaniels is still trying to sort out how best to utilize his skills. Uh, and that New England defense is still very, very good. Uh, although they did have trouble with Seattle. Uh, I think everyone's going to have trouble with Seattle this year. Uh, currently uh, holding at that seven and about 50-50 split on the money so far. So we're pretty okay with that seven so far. Uh, Rams against the Giants. Yeah, I mean, there, there's not too much about the New York football Giants that you do get excited for. They do have... Uh, they beat the Jets, injury. though, nine times out of ten. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean... Uh, you're probably right. If I'm looking at our power rankings right now, we would have the Giants slightly over the Jets, so they can put that feather in their cap. 
Um, as you noted, the Rams double-digit favorites there at Pavada, taking about 70% of the money so far. Uh, Rams slight setback against the Bills, though the Bills uh, were winning that game handily for most of it. So you could argue that at least there was some positives to take away. Uh, yeah, Rams trending upwards, Giants trending downwards, uh, sunrises, sunsets. Uh, I don't know that there's too much more to say about that game. Uh, I think, uh, you know, the <laughs> I'm trying to th- think of something positive to say about the Giants. I think he hit it out of the park. Well, they would probably beat the Jets is about as far as I would go. That's <laughs> That's the best they have I, <laughs> as far as what, where they're going. Uh, Arizona, uh, looking to back, get back on the winning track. They had that tough luck loss against Detroit. They traveled to Carolina, first of three straight road games. Um, they're, what, what is that, four and a half? Yeah, so we were at uh, three and a half, and we are now up to four and a half at Bovada, and that is with about 85% of money on Arizona. Moneyline also popular there, and that looks like it'll probably be one of our biggest decisions of the day. Um, Historically, this would not be a spot, uh, Cam Newton or not, where Arizona would be a road favorite at Carolina. Although, as you mentioned before, uh, home field advantage doesn't really quite exist uh, in 2020, which is historically worth anywhere from about three to four and a half points. So that is something that we definitely need to keep in mind for context when discussing these lines. Uh, I would say the Panthers defense, uh, not looking too hot. Panthers offense, not looking too hot. Arizona trending upwards, but in a jet, you know, in a generic kind of setting and generic kind of year, this game would probably be closer to a pick 'em uh, with the Panthers at home. So I think that is kind of encapsulating, you know, that lost three or three and a half points that the Panthers would be getting towards them in uh, a normal year. So I, I would say the line makes sense for where it's at. We're probably pushing it out there as far as we have now, just as a pure reaction to the steady stream of money we're seeing on the card so far. Yeah, there's no, no question about it. Um, one other massive line, and the only reason why I say this is because they're kind of a rival. Uh, Washington football team hosting the Ravens. It's two touchdowns, right? Yep, we are just below two touchdowns right now. We are holding at 13 and a half. Uh, yeah, the, it's, yeah. you know, that, that Ravens team, uh, I, I think last night was a good example of how, and, you know, it, it, was, it, was, really, it was really discussed ad nauseum, uh, you know, this idea – that if they get down, they're not really built to come back. Although, gosh, they did, you know, keep it kind of close. They did have some help with some poor execution around midfield on fourth and one by the Chiefs. But, you know, they also really got behind the eight ball with that, you know, kind of soft tripping penalty on the tight end on that. You know, they, they had just, uh, Lamar had just run for another, I think, 20 yards or so. They were moving the ball really well again. And it feels like they never really got their footing after that. Um, the Washington football team, what to make of them? They beat the Eagles. They kept it close with the Cleveland Browns, which are kind of an average team based on our metrics so far. I think that line's right where it's supposed to be. So we are holding 13 and a half at Bovada with about 60% of the money so far on the Baltimore Ravens. All right, let's move to the college ranks. And there's clearly the SEC joining the fray. <laughs> now, now the matchups start to get a little bit better. Uh, you're starting to see some ranked teams face some ranked teams. And it's not to knock the other, other conferences, but, you know, Clemson beating up on Duke is not really what I need to see. I need to see a little bit better competition. And you have a beauty of a game, Auburn traveling to Georgia. And I'm surprised that's a – is that a touchdown up about it? Yes, we currently have Georgia as a seven-point favorite over Auburn. And I'm, I'm glad we're talking about Auburn right out of the, the gate because 
uh, you know, last Saturday, uh, I'm looking at a, a much larger college football schedule. Our board is just lit up with all these ranked teams coming out of nowhere. Where have they been the last three weeks? And uh, I, I couldn't help but chuckle. What a classic Auburn score to be up 8-7 at the half. I was like, oh, yeah, that's SEC football. We're getting some funky numbers out there. We're getting some good defense. Uh, and uh, selfishly, I, I have to say it is a little bit of fun uh, to see some games with some fans in the stands. I do hope that everyone is being as safe as best as possible. I don't know that that is the case, but, you know, it, it is infectious, for lack of a better word, goodness. Uh, just to see the kind of enthusiasm that the South brings to a lot of these games. And I think uh, purely as fans, purely as gamblers, uh, you know, it's going to be that much more exciting to see more SEC play, to see the Big Ten uh, join them. Uh, Texas, Texas Tech last weekend was an incredible game. But yeah, let's look at what we got right in front of us. Georgia, a number four, Auburn, a number eight. Uh, to have such a great game this relatively early and at least the SEC season is, is fantastic. And currently we are seeing about 55% of the action on Auburn at Bovada. So we're pretty comfortable with where that line's at so far. All right, let's peruse around the country. What about Oklahoma on the road at Iowa state? So Oklahoma, Iowa state, Oklahoma, currently a seven point favorite at Bovada. It's odd. Uh, you know, usually, you know, uh, maybe uh, Oklahoma is just being a bit more efficient this year, getting a bad loss out of their system this early coming off uh, the upset to Kansas state last week. Uh, when I think of Iowa state, uh, my first thought, whenever I think of Iowa state is that excellent Paul Rhodes locker room speech that made me a fan of them, at least uh, passively uh, forever. <laughs> Um, Iowa State, you know, in a, in a great spot here. Oklahoma traditionally does come back strong after those bad losses that we've mentioned. Uh, I, I think this is, you know, maybe the game of the day. Uh, I, I know Iowa State isn't even ranked, but the fact that they're only catching seven at home is huge. I think Oklahoma, you know, it's it's a little bit more difficult to write the ship. Uh, you don't get uh, you don't get a soft landing here. And um, having said that. I think uh, a lot of our betters are buying into that Oklahoma bounce back narrative. They're still ranked. Who is this Iowa state team? What does it matter that they were able to beat TCU last week? Uh, so we're currently seeing 85% of the money at Bovada on the Sooners to come back and cover the full touchdown spread. And what is currently our largest uh, liability of the college football slate. All right. We have so much to get to. Let's find one other game, including Ole Miss traveling to Kentucky. They're the underdog. Is it a touchdown? We are just under a touchdown right now. Kentucky is currently six and a half point home favorites over Ole Miss. And uh, yeah, Kentucky did have that funky score against Auburn, but they did hang with them for at least half that game. Um, I think there's this expectation so far that uh, Kentucky, you know, they're always on the, the cusp of potentially being relevant in the SEC. I don't know that this year is their year, but I would say that they are still better than Ole Miss, that six and a half reflecting that they would be favorites, even if playing in Oxford. So, uh, you know, looking at the liability breakdowns right now, we are currently about 50, 50, actually it's, it's pretty much a toss up in terms of better. So, you know, we love that at the bottom. We can get a game that, uh, you know, if they could all go 50, 50, that would be fantastic. We could just turn on the TV and, uh, light up a cigar and, uh, you know, who cares? We'll just take the, the vague, the house margin, but, uh, yeah, you know, I don't imagine that'll stay 50, 50 going into a Saturday afternoon, but, uh, you know, we, we love to see a black, black game as we call it like that. Oh, those, <laughs> that's what you call it, huh? You got to give us some of the Bavado lingo. That's what I, <laughs> I want to hear the inside scoop. Uh, all right, let's go to baseball now. The, uh, the, the first round this year, and let's just face it, it's a money grab. It was something that the players and owners uh, 
took an offer from the networks. And I think it's crazy that a division winner, and I know it's only a 60 game season, but if you win your division, you should not be playing a three game series. Nonetheless, I would say even money. I know the Dodgers are going to be a favorite against Milwaukee, but the reality is in a three game series, Milwaukee could sneak game one. Next thing you know, they're on the verge of elimination. You know how teams sometimes buckle up when you're facing elimination. Baseball's a unique sport. Two out of three, that's not hard to do. You do that all season long. I hate this round, but tell me how to bet it. (laughs) Well, I mean, uh, if you're a Dodgers fan out there, there may be some comfort in knowing that you are the largest opening round favorite. Uh, Looking at our series prices right now, you are minus 360 uh, to defeat the Milwaukee Brewers, which if adjusting for that uh, aforementioned house margin, it has you roughly at about a 76% chance of uh, getting by, which as you mentioned, as our largest favorite is still not a, a lot. That is uh, a one in four chance that the Dodgers are going home despite winning their division. That's, uh, that's tough. Uh, you know, granted winning your division this year personally doesn't mean as much as it does when you grind it out over 162, but it is really just indicative of uh, how topsy turvy and make it up as we go. Although I'm hoping that we're not going to have any other October surprises. We'll leave that for politics. Uh, but as it currently stands, Dodgers minus 360, taking about 75% of all bets. So a nice uh, s- symmetry there. Um, the largest favorite, the most amount of bets so far. But as you noted, uh, you know, you lose one game and, and anything could happen. The postseason is usually excellent because of that. But I do feel like we're manufacturing that a little bit this year. You know, once you get to the LCS, I'll start looking at favorites. Would you agree with that? That in baseball, a five-game series is hard, but a three-game series is even worse? Yeah, absolutely. You know, four to seven, uh, and I think there's uh, some sabermetric guys that would say even that is tough, but you do have to draw the line somewhere. You know, the 162 games really is uh, the purest separation of the wheat from the chaff, but, you know, we ultimately have to declare a winner. Fans and networks like playoffs and drama, but yeah, I, I, I'm okay with the four out of seven once we get there. But yeah, I've never liked the five games. Really, don't like the three games. I love those one games when you had two teams accidentally land right. on 162, especially before oh, even I the manufacturer wild card. That was the wildest. Uh, you know, I remember when I first started in this industry uh, back in 2007, and uh, I know the Rockies were one team. I know it was Matt Holiday. Was it the Padres that was the other? Um, oh yeah, that was a great game. So that was that was my introduction to the industry in 2007, and we had a game 163, and that that was the coolest thing that that could even happen. Just uh, and and the game itself was excellent too. And uh, you know the fact that we've gone so far away from you know something like that that is so unlikely to happen, and how magical that feels to where we're at today. Hey, listen, at the end of the day, we're we're a business too. I'm I'm not going to apologize and feel too bad about all the extra betting we're going to have on all these games taking place. But yeah, from a fan's point of view, it's, it, it is tough. And for some of those great teams out there, it's yeah, they are really behind the eight ball. They are not getting uh, the advantages that they deserve for having a successful regular season. No. And, and again, it's a hodgepodge season. It's a hodgepodge deal. And the, the whole thing is all kind of put together. Um, so I get it, but you know, with that, with, with no fans in the stands, don't tell me, that it's a, a, a beautiful thing to uh, give the division winner three home games. They don't care. 
<laughs> that's not that's not enough of an advantage and batting last is not enough of an advantage they just need to do you what if you're going to add a round if you wanted to add those teams you have to give the division winners a buy i absolutely agree, i know it's yeah. less game I, I know it's not 50 million dollars they would have gotten 40 million dollars but you have to reward the division winners. The fact that the Milwaukee Brewers, who are a playoff battle-tested team, are going into Dodger Stadium, not intimidated in the least, that's not the Denver Nuggets against the Seattle Supersonics. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not that. It's, it's totally different. So who, who knows? And there's baseball all day. And there's a great funny thing in America yesterday because one of those games was on ABC television. And that hasn't happened since the 80s. And the reason why that's going to be weird is because ABC television during the middle of the afternoon airs soap operas. And all the soap operas were preempted. And there must have been elderly ladies (laughs) who are screaming at their tele- calling their television stations yesterday because they were missing out on General Hospital, All My Children, or whatever soap operas are on there. Um, it's from a time gone by. It's not a thing anymore, but ABC television airing a game, I thought that was so wacky. I mean, I can understand putting them on TNT. I remember when the NHL was on CNBC, but this is weird. And to have it on ABC, that was really strange yesterday. Yeah, I remember looking at the TV schedule uh, as I was, you know, trying to sort out, you know, shifts, what we need to cover off, and just not knowing when these games were going to be played uh, originally, just because this is all so new what the MLB is doing this year, and seeing ABC and just thinking, okay, n- new wrinkle, fine, great, uh, but now you've uh, made me concerned that I should check in with Grandma Morrow because she has this tendency of blaming me personally whenever sports uh, touches it or impacts anything that she's seeing or doing. Why would you do this? I go, Grandma, no, I, it wasn't my decision. I don't, uh, you know, I, people bet on the sports. I, I do that, but uh, she doesn't quite understand. But I imagine that I better, I better get in front of that one before an angry phone call comes my way. And I'm telling you, I've seen it. I, I, it, it, it was so weird yesterday uh, when they had it. And no, no question about it. Uh, also, last night was the debate. And uh, we, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say, who won, but how much action was on it and how many, how many futures bets also, but how many people will bet on who wins a debate and how do you judge who won the debate? Right. Um, how do we judge who won the debate? I, I would say most of us probably lost um, uh, if, if you tuned in. But, uh, you know, I, I don't want to be too much of a pessimist, so let's get to the fun stuff. I mean, we do put up debate specials, uh, you know, what color tie, will they come out with a mask or not? Uh, you know, we do have, uh, you know, we will go to New York Times fact checkers afterwards to say how many uh, times, uh, you know, a candidate fibbed while they were on stage. And these are all things that you can bet at on Bovada. Now, in terms of how this does move the needle, uh, it's... It's difficult to say. The polling will continue to come out. We'll probably aggregate that stuff later in the week. Uh, going into the debates, uh, Biden was still a slight minus 120 favorite over Donald Trump at even money. And, and, and this is a weird one for us because basically all the poll aggregation that we're doing compiling so far and smarter people than us are doing on our behalf suggests that Biden is ahead and, and by a comfortable enough margin in a lot of the so-called tipping point states. 
However, we are still seeing two to one money on Donald Trump at Bovada right now, which because this is a one-off event, uh, I've compared it to the past in the Super Bowl, but we only get a presidential election every four years. Um, we're not comfortable just sticking with what the math is suggesting in this scenario, which is similar to Super Bowl games in that you will see a lot of professional bettors call it uh, a game that's easy to jump in because there's potentially, potentially, I don't know, potentially so much recreational money coming in on Donald Trump uh, to keep that line down. I mean, if we were doing this based on the polls, we would have Biden as probably a minus 200 or higher favorite. So all that to say, if you like the polls, if you like the aggregation, if you like the stuff of Nate Silver, Harry Ent, and Nate Cohn, you're probably finding some value on Joe Biden at those minus 120 odds. If you buy into the so-called shy Trump voter, however, and the people out there that uh, don't buy into fake news or, and all that kind of stuff, I'm not saying that I'm picking a side. I'm just saying that these are the things that we're taking into consideration. You know, maybe you do think Donald Trump is undervalued. Maybe you think he's going to win even more bigly than he did in 2016. And quickly, the uh, NBA Finals, again, it's going to be October. But we're talking about the NBA Finals, not their training camp. Uh, it feels very, very weird. The Miami Heat against the Los Angeles Lakers. LeBron James against his former team. Uh, Dion Waiters of Syracuse fame. He gets a ring either way because he started the year with Miami and now he's finishing with the Lakers. Um, so many great storylines. Who wins this? I mean... If, if you told me a month ago that it would have been the Heat and the Lakers, I would have said, you know, the Lakers are laughing, you know, give LeBron another one, job well done. Uh, I, this evolution of the Miami Heat, uh, what they've been able to do uh, in this postseason has, has been staggering. And, uh, and I'm not ashamed to say that it's surprising, surprised us because more than a month out, you could have got the Miami Heat as high as 50 to 1 to win the NBA Finals. And there they are, right there in only five-point underdogs to lift the Larry O'Brien in the bubble. I, I, I think it's fascinating. I think it's great for the sport. Uh, it's, it's cool that uh, a team like Miami has had this kind of success. And uh, I mean, I, I really don't know. I think they have a shot. Uh, the outright series price right now at Bavada is plus 275 Miami Heat, minus 350 LA Lakers. And the action is split so far. Uh, th this is all, I mean, in a, in a year of 2020, I should really stop being surprised, but uh, the Miami Heat uh, run has just, it's been equal parts special, it's been equal parts uh, stunning, and you know what, it's also along the way been equal parts uh, uh, costly. Uh, I think we talked last week about uh, these runs, uh, these comebacks. Uh, the Denver Nuggets had more than a few. The Miami Heat have sure had their fair share of it. And trying to attribute why these double-digit uh, deficits were being erased in so many games. And in 2020, in a way, that uh, was the highest ever. I think we were seeing something like if you were down 15 points or more in a game, uh, you, were up, you still had a 15% chance of winning based on 2020 results. And if we go back a decade, uh, and look at those same kind of numbers, uh, you know, you're closer to five, 6%. I'm sure part of that is still the prevalence of three point shooting, but I think a lot of this is just how, you know, teams are smarter. They're finding the ways to most aggressively and, uh, I guess efficiently attack these kind of deficits with the analytics that they're applying in these scenarios. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the finals. I, I think I mentioned before that we had a liability on the Lakers and the heat on, uh, outstanding futures, no matter what. So, you know, we're, we're going to take uh, we're going to take a bit of beating one way or another. We'd take a smaller beating with the Miami Heat. Uh, so, I, I think mostly I'd just like to see some good basketball. I'd like to see uh, them go long. 
hopefully if, uh, you know, it, it's terrible as a fan to say this, but hopefully if a team builds a big league in a, in a game, they do carry it out all the way because that's where we really have those massive in-running liabilities for the live in-game wagering that we offer. And we can lose as much money on that as we can, the pre-match stuff as we can on futures, uh, which good for the better, but uh, we've definitely uh, ha- had more than a few humblings, especially during this postseason run. No question about it. And uh, again, we praise the NHL. They had their Stanley Cup. We, uh, we, I love what the NBA has done. It, I've, they've done a remarkable job. And their quality of their play has been great. I'm looking forward to seeing this whole thing out. And tonight is game one and should be a lot of fun. Uh, thanks for listening to the Bavada at Odds podcast. For Patrick Morrow, I'm Seth Everett. Make sure you check out bavada.lv. Tell us what you want us to talk about and hit us up because we're going to come back next week. Like it or not. <laughs>